Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. You guys excited to be here? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't the worship team do a great job yeah. up here? Yeah. Let's give it up for them. They're, they're amazing, and I'm thankful for that. And, um, well, let's, um, let's get into this. So we've been um, in this series called Less is More. And um, last couple of weeks, we've been focusing on less of certain things and more of Jesus. So um, a couple of weeks ago, um, our pastor spoke about, about these bronze snakes in our lives and how we need to focus or refocus our eyes on Jesus. He said to focus on less traditions and more of the gospel. Less religion, more relationships. Less false teachings, more Jesus. And so last week he spoke about how Jesus holds it together. He says more Jesus, less, less everything else. And all the things that are created in Jesus and for Jesus. And so this morning, my message is about less of the old ways and more of the new ways. Less unrighteous, more righteousness. Less temporary, more eternal. But I want to share with you um, this story. So it's a story of an old man from the mountainside. And he took a trip to the big city. And for the first time in his life, he encounters himself with this thing that we call elevator. And so this old woman, haggard woman, hobbled on, and then the doors closed behind her. A few minutes later, this young, beautiful, attractive woman comes off. And he's amazed, right? He's like, oh my gosh, me, I'm ISO, you know? And, and, but he realized the potential, right? And so uh, he turns to his son. He said, son, go get your mother because we're going to run her through that thing. <laughs> yes, don't you wish change was that easy? And it's not that we want to change others, right? But we want to change us. Like, we want to change. We're looking at changing ourselves, right? And the many things that we need to change in our lives. Like we all struggle with addictions, our fears, our frustrations, our frustration, our struggles, our attitudes, our relationships, our lust, our language, our secret sins that most of us have. And the list goes on and on and on. And I, I think at times we say to ourselves, I'm going to change. And we say things like, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to pull it together. I'm going to get myself out of this ditch. Wait and see. You'll see. And we say things like, I'm going to do less of this and more of that. But in the end, we find ourselves right back in the ditch of sin where we started. And many of, of us we live destructive lives, and we're trying to fill that void, that emptiness, just to meet our needs. 
And the reality is that we all need Jesus because he is the only one that can fill that void and emptiness in our lives because he is the only one that can fix us, change us, and deliver us. Amen? Amen. So this morning, um, we will discuss what Paul reminds the, uh, collisions, the Colossians to focus on things from above. That when we change our thinking, it will result in a new lifestyle. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. And so he talks about the battle of the mind, that change happens from the inside out. So it says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is adultery. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of all these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken your old self with its practices. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there, there's no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So there's a couple of steps that we're going to go over. So the first one is remember your identity. Less of, te- less of temporary things and more eternal things. So Paul, re- Paul begins with, you know, one, there was once upon a time, you were in your sin. You were dead, living in sins, because we know that when we live in sin, we're separated from God, right? But now he's telling them, now you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So in other words, Paul is saying um, to continue, right, seeking him, the things from above. We are to desire with great energy, right, enthusiasm. The, the first service, I was like, you know, we got to be excited about the things of God, right? Get your pom-poms out, right? And it's like, hey, Jesus, we love you, Jesus, right? If I had some, I would have, I should have I brought some of that, right? Pom-pom. Not just go around walking around, yeah, I believe in Jesus, yeah. He's great, yeah, 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 you know? And, but we got to be excited because the things from above are eternal things, right? Because the things that are temporary in this lifetime... They're just temporary, right? We're not, that's not what we're living for. We're living for the eternal things of life. So make sure we get excited about those things, right? And so when you have a relationship with Christ, like he's saying, you no longer live who you used to be. The way you live now needs to represent Jesus Christ in everything we do because we're no longer a slave to sin. No longer, we are set free from the corruptions 
of this life. Amen. So the second thing, second thing I want you to, to know is that we got to renew our thoughts, right? Less of the earthly things and more of the things from above. So Paul is saying, now that we are in Christ, now that the, the power of sin has been broken in our lives, that we will be restored back into the image of God. Like it used to be, right? Yeah. That's what he wanted, right? He's always wanted uh, that kind of life for us. So he's saying, guard your minds and set your minds on Jesus Christ who lives in you. So what do, what do we do, right, to set our minds on Jesus Christ? Well, we got to read. We, we got to meditate on the word of God. We got to pray, read scripture, listen to uplifting music, not, lifting, not listening to those music that will corrupt our minds. Listen to good music, right? Yeah. Listen to music that will turn your hearts towards God. That's what we got to do in our lives. So Paul is telling us, abandon the chase of pleasures, possessions, and status. Stop living like everyone else is living. Instead, he urges us, be transformed from the inside out. So he, he's, he's kind of writing, you know, changing how we, we think in our minds. Renewed so that we can begin to understand God's will for us. You know, I, I was, I'm, I'm in a diet right now, and so I have to set my mind, you know, and, and I hope this makes sense because I have to set my mind on, on the good food, right? On the good, healthy foods. Because if I set my mind on a burger, guess what? I'm going to tear that up, right? <laughs> if I see that burger, I'm going to eat it. But I have to set my mind, my mind, on the good things of life. And I think that's the kind of same way um, as Christians. We have to set our minds on things from above, not from the things of, of this world. So we have to ask a couple of questions in our lives. We have to say, what does God want from me? What is truly good, acceptable, and perfect use of my life for his purpose and not just for my own? So here's, here's the third one. You need to recognize that your old life is dead. So less of the old ways, more of the new ways is what I want you to know. The movie um, uh, Groundhog Day. I don't know if you guys ever seen it. Yeah, so it's a movie about this guy that wakes up to the same day over and over and over and over, right? And it's not one of my favorite movies. But I, I think it's a great, great illustration on how we live our lives. You know, we live in the same sin over and over and over. And the thing of the matter is that it truly never makes us happy, right? Just like that guy that lives his day over and over on Groundhog Day, it never really made him happy. And I think that some, somehow we, we live that kind of life. And the thing is that the only way that we can change, that change can happen, it's when we, when we recognize the old way of living, it just doesn't work for us. The only way to happiness, happiness is being in union with Jesus Christ. And here's the reason why. Because it begins when we die with him and we are raised with him. You see, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, he lives in us, right? And he's guiding us and he's convicting us and he's correcting us right when we do something wrong what happens hello you know god's like hello you're doing something wrong you better correct it you better stop doing that you know and that lives in us yeah. and so that's what's making us 
continue growing in our spiritual lives. And I know that some sins are not, there's some struggles, right, within us. And I know some sins are not simply avoided, but Paul tells us, put to death the sin in our lives. So Paul's saying, true change comes when you realize that we cannot do it on our own. We need Jesus Christ to help us. Amen? Amen. So here's a, 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 the thir- fourth thing I want you to realize that we got to release the past habits. You know, less unrighteous, un- unrighteousness and more righteousness. So Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 22 to 24 says, You were taught with regard to your fo- former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and put your new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, I love wearing old shirts because they're comfortable, right? Yes, and they have holes in the back, holes in the front, but I love them, right? But my wife always tells me, you're not going out with that shirt, are you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm the man of this house, and I do whatever I want. You know, like, like who your daddy here, you know? And she's like, no, you're not. Stop. Go get another shirt. Yes, dear. <laughs> and so what Paul is trying to say is, take off the old ways of living, right? And put on the new way of living. The, the, the next thing is less messiness and more change. Uh, there was this uh, series that was going on in the 80s. It was called Extreme Makeover. And it's about this, this company that would come into a home, um, and these people were going through you know, difficulties in life, and these people would kind of remodel their whole house, right? But it would kind of suit their own personal needs in their life. And many of you know, if you have a home, that remodeling is a dirty process, right? It, there's a lot of dirt. There's a lot of chaos going around. There's, uh, you know, cheat rock on the floor. There's tiles broken. There's ceiling missing. Um, it, it's a mess, right? But in, in order to enjoy something new, you have to go through the process of this messiness, Right? And I think the same goes through with, uh, with the change. There are times in our lives of every believer, right, that he or she will go through a time of remodeling. It is a time where God strips away the old thoughts and habits and replaces him with his truth and principles. And I think it's, instead of calling it remodeling, we need to call it the process of change, right? Because through the mess, who can, who can imagine a beautiful outcome? You know, I can't. However, this is what God sees, a glorious outcome as a result of going through this time of remodeling. And I think we all go through that. Amen? So what what is the result of this change? What happens when we really, truly change our ways of living? Here we go. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. It says, Therefore... As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, 
and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And all of these virtues put on love, which binds all of them together in perfect unity, right? Beautiful. I love that verse. So earlier, Paul was, was kind of describing uh, some of the things that Christians should avoid, right? But in this verse, he's, he offers a beautiful outcome of how we should follow as Christians. He says, clothe yourselves just like, a, like, just like I put a shirt on or a jacket. We should clothe ourselves with these practices. Amen. In other words, our attitudes and words should conform to the new standards. We should eliminate those kind of behaviors, right, and habits, and stop hurting people, because it does, right? And I get it. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I know there are times that I say things that, that hurt other people, especially my wife, right? But the ultimate goal is to kind of imitate more of Jesus. Because God is recreating us, right? He does not force us to change. He doesn't say, you got to put on your shirt, right? Your new shirt, your new ways. He's not forcing that on you. He's asking you, hey, it's up to you if you want to put it on. Because I want to be here with you. So Paul says, close ourselves with love, right? Love holds everything together. Just like a, a house has to be built on this strong foundation, right? It has to be attached to a strong foundation. Otherwise, what happens to the house? It'll fall apart, right? Through a natural storm. Because love binds everything together. Amen? Here's the thing. If we claim to be a Christian, right? And I know people are watching. People are watching you. So we need to live a life with integrity. Because love is an expression of life of integrity. Because a, a person of integrity is kind, honest, truthful, doesn't lie, demonstrates goodness, right? And he knows how to treat people. And so God is pleased with someone with integrity because that person is walking and he's claiming to be part of God or belonging to God. And I think here's the problem. I think many of us are lowering our standards to compromise our integrity in God's eyes. Instead of keeping God's high standard and saying to ourselves that we will raise the bar, right, to meet His standards, no longer will I allow the world to define who I am as a Christian. I will not dumb down God's standard. God's people should not compromise themselves because we need God's love because God is, is love. And he's always with us. Even through the hard times, he will be with us. What we have to be is, uh, we have to be a good influencer, right? A good father. Someone that will make an impact in this world. We need it, right? Especially with this uh, world, how it's divided. We need to set the example, be a good uh, role model in people's lives. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9 says, He who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. You see, an honest, sincere life doesn't risk 
of being caught in lies or deceit. An honest person is therefore a secure life. Feeling at peace, right? Never worried about, oh my gosh, am I going to get caught in that lie? Man, I know someone's going to find out one day. However, uh, the writer points out that a person who conducts himself dishonestly and commits evil will be discovered eventually, whether it be here in this world or in the afterlife, because God sees everything. Adam, Adam and Eve couldn't hide from him, so why do we think we can hide from our God, right? You will be fine. You will be discovered. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 2 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps with the wicked and stand in the way of the sinners. Take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates in his law day and night. You know, we have two, we have two choices. That's it. That's all we have. You can either live with or without integrity. You can choose God's way, take the path of righteousness, peace with God, or he, he can follow the downward of the wicked, the sinners, the scoffers, and those that rebel against the Lord. The wicked are those who choose their own path, right? They determine what's right and wrong in their own ways, their own judgment, and refuse to be guided by the wisdom of God. These are the people that say, leave me alone. I don't want nothing to do with you, Lord. They're cabezón, right? They're hard-headed people. They want to do their own thing. You know, in my house, uh, right before we go to bed, we close the doors and we lock it, right? Why? Because we don't want thieves going in. We don't want animals going in, insects going in. My sister-in-law coming in. <laughs> if you're watching online, girl, I love you. <laughs> and I think the same thing goes with our spiritual lives, right? We've got to put this lock within us and not follow those things of this world. So what makes you happy? What gets you like really excited, right? Because humanity, for some reason, seeks to, to uh, seek happiness in the wrong places. And the truth of the matter is that there are new, there's no true happiness apart from God. Amen? And this is a, I think this is a good way, um, and it's important to us, because if personal pleasures is the only thing that makes you happy, then you're selfish, right? And you're self-centered. And if you're being with, if being with your family and uh, hanging out with your friends delights you, well, that's not bad. You know, I love being with my family, but we're still far short. Because the Bible says that the righteous man finds his delight in the presence of the Lord. You know, I take uh, blood pressure medicines every single day so I can live a healthy life. And it provides this peace in my life knowing that a heart attack is probably preventable. 
because God reveals his prescription for peace and long-lasting joy for those who follow God's prescribed plan. Amen? But what about righteous? Well, the righteous are initially defined in verse 1 in how they don't walk, stand, or sit. The righteous don't follow the advice of the wicked against the counsel of God. They don't share the life of a sinner. Their community isn't defined by those who mock the law of God. The righteous turn away and say, No, I will not bow down to those things of this world. I will look to God for comfort and advice. That is what a righteous man lives. Is saying, no, no, no. I will not bow down to that. I will not walk, stand, nor sit. And I want you to, we're going we're gonna to turn and we're going to watch this video. And then I'm going to end it this morning. Can you watch that video? Christian. Christian. Open your eyes, buddy. Hi. 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 Hi, hey, Munchkin. <laughs> you like them? Like oh. Hi. You like them, huh? <laughs> I think many of us are living blurry in the Christian walk. That we can't see the things that God has created for us, right? We see the things that are, are easily bad for us, right? But we don't realize that the God is a character of love. Because to send your one and only son to come here to live a life like, like us, right? Like humans. He didn't use his powers. God, I mean, he came here on earth and he lived his uh, 33 years in this life. But he never used his powers. No. He had to depend on his father for that, right? And so I think a lot of times we live our lives depending on our own selves. Because if we live our lives depending on ourselves, then we're going to live on this side of the world instead of living on this side of righteousness. Because we think sometimes we, we can do it on our own, but we can't. Many, many times in our lives, how many times have we fallen, right? And we've fallen and fallen and fallen short. But then some of us have said, you know what? I'm not going to rely on my own strength anymore. I'm going to rely on, on, on Jesus. And once we've done that, we've realized that we need help. 
And so that's why Jesus died on the cross for us, for our sins, for our filthiness. Because God's character is, is love. It's perfect love. There's not an inch, an inch of his character of, of not loving each and every one of us. I can't imagine sacrificing my own son, my own kids. No, I can't. I don't know if I can do it. But he did it because he loves us. And he cares for us so much. I don't know where you're at today in your spiritual walk. But as we continue this service, I'm going to open up these, we're going to open up these altars. Um, if there's some things in your life that you're saying, man, I've, I've been trying to do things on my own for so many years, so long, and I'm, I'm tired. I have this void in my life that I cannot get rid of, man. I don't know. I just can't fill that void. I keep doing things, trying different things over and over and over in my life that I just can't see clearly, you know? And I want to see clearly, you know, just like that little baby. I want to be able to see clearly, God, what is your plan for my life? And so we're going to open up these altars this morning. If God is speaking to you, hey, come on up. That's all we're going to do today, this, 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 uh, this morning. We're going to end that way. And we're going to pray for you. we got some prayer warriors here. I'm going to pray for you. And if not, if your hearts are, are right, then then great. I'm glad that we're all on the same page, right? So let's do that. As we, uh, as we sing uh, this morning, um, we're going to open up these altars. Can I pray for you this morning? Father God, we, uh, we thank you, God, for these people that are here listening to your word. God, I don't know their life. I don't know what's in their minds, what's in their hearts, God, but we know that you do. I just pray, God, that we would just continue to look to you for guidance and for comfort, God. We can't do it on our own. We need you, God. We need your son to live in us, God. To continue to convict us and correct us in our lives that we live. We know that the, this world is not easy. There's corruption. There are things pulling us away from you, God. And so I pray, God, this morning that instead of being pushed away from you, God, that we will move forward to your presence. You know each and every one of us, every one of those that are here today gathered. You know their life. You know how they're living. And we ask that you would just do a work in them this morning. We love you, God. We thank you, God, for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. God's people say amen. Amen. Let's stand up and worship God this morning.
that's a scary declaration to make. Give it all to Jesus. All I need is Jesus. And we know that when we sing, they're not just lyrics. They're declarations from our heart, from our spirit saying, Lord, I'm leaving the world behind. It's just me and you, Jesus. That is such a powerful thing. Thank you, Pastor Ricardo, for that powerful word of transformation. It's a process. You guys can have a seat. It's a process. God. at this church there's something for everybody so that you can be in community so that you can be edified so that you could be supported in your walk and I'm not just talking about new believers it's for everybody because it's a process and that's where we get to know each other a little better Monday through Saturday there's something so I I, I encourage you small groups has been life-changing for me I've gotten to know people better and the moments where I've needed those people to hold my hands up, they have. And that's why small groups is important. There's a huge television outside with those QR codes to sign up. We're just making it easy for you. So I encourage you to, to join a small group. Oh, Father's Day next weekend. Come on, can we give it up for the fathers? We're going to honor fathers in a big way. Bring a dad, invite a dad. We're, we're going to be here to honor you guys. There's going to be a car show. There's going to be shish kebabs. And my favorite, I made a joke. I'm like, I'm going to put on a mustache and, and come to the, It's okay. It's okay. They're giving away a free barbecue smoker. Come on. Yeah. The, don't, don't miss it. Don't miss it. What, what they haven't told you is whoever wins the smoker needs to cook for the next event. No, I'm kidding. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just give us our address. We know where you live. Um, I want to encourage you guys to come to Gold Track. Listen, if you're new to Renew and you want kind of like a behind-the-scenes look at what our mission and what our vision is in, the, in this community and how to help serve, we added a growth track class. It used to be only during second service. Now we have another one after second service. So if you're here today and you want to join us, you're more than welcome to join us in the connections room after second service uh, for growth track. And next Saturday, this, this is one of my, my favorite things to do. Next Saturday from 2 to 4, we're going to be celebrating baby Bermudas. Amen. Pastor Mikey and his wife are expecting a beautiful baby girl. I know, I know she's beautiful already. I mean, have you seen the parents? She's going to be a beautiful baby, baby girl. So we're just going to love on them from 2 to 4 here Saturday. If um, you want to come just RSVP at the next steps table, let us know that you're coming and we'll give you some more information on that. But we'd love to invite you and let's just love on them and, and make sure that they have a good start as parents. Lastly, if you would like to give to Renew Church today, um, you could do it by the envelopes in the seat pockets in front of you. You could also do it if you're online. You could go to renew.miami forward slash giving and you could also text the word give to 305 565 
1165. Will you join me in a prayer this morning? Let's close our eyes and take it to the Lord. Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for the word that was brought forward for transformation, for transforming our lives. Less of us and more of you, Father God. And Lord, we just ask you to bless these offerings today, Lord, that you multiply them in your kingdom as you see fit, Lord. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords, and, and you are the one that brings forth that provision, Lord. I ask you to bless the families, Father God, and continue to be with us throughout the week, Lord. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, and we'll see you next Sunday.